0: For many of us, there is a prescription to financial success, right? You go to college, you get a degree, and you get a good job. But what if you just don't fit that mold? Well, stick with me today for this special live episode to find out more. Hey, what's going on? I'm Benjamin Gottlieb, and you are watching Learn With Shopify Live. Joining me today, Tan Chowdhury, He's a drop shipping and e-commerce expert, and he has strayed away from that traditional path of making money. That's something that he documents very, very well on his YouTube channel. Maybe you've seen it. And he's here today on our channel to help you crack that entrepreneurial code. Tan, what's going on, man?
1: What's going on, Ben? How are we doing today?
0: Doing well, nice and sunny here in Los Angeles. Super excited to have you today as we chat about all things e-commerce and entrepreneurship. But let's take a step back. Tan, you've had a really interesting journey to your current level of success from high school dropout to now e commerce entrepreneur. What do you think has influenced you from that experience to kind of get you where you are today? I would say it's taking
1: baby steps, you know, one foot in front of the other and finding different skill sets that you like. And for me, it was e commerce and marketing. So, when I found that, it was more so just taking one foot in front of the other and just seeing where this path led me down. So I would say it was just about starting. And then the biggest thing was staying consistent, honestly, because a lot of people don't want to stay consistent with side hustles and getting good at something, but that's where you truly gain the most value and can actually make an impact with your skill set.
0: Well, we're going to get into all of your tips for succeeding, drop shipping, succeeding, selling online. But I want to kind of follow up on your personal journey. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you got here? Where you started and how you're the man you are today?
1: For sure. So, um, let's start with school. I was a pretty bad student. I never got good grades and I was I guess one of those troublemakers in school. So, I kind of knew school wasn't the right opportunity vehicle for me from the beginning. So, I didn't really put too much emphasis in the schooling, but through that whole process, I ended up dropping out of high school at about 17 years old. And after that experience, I started working three separate jobs. So at this point I was working like 50 or 60 hours per week. And I ended up hearing about e-commerce and my first e-commerce website was a glass art business where I would retail different glass artists' products and basically one thing after another led to me getting into this whole Shopify niche. And that's kind of a big picture journey of how I got here.
0: Right on. Well, love it. We're going to talk a lot about Shopify. Uh, Tim, you kind of got started with this glass business. How did you start to move on or how start to realize that, hey, you know, this is something I can actually do to make a living. I don't need to work those 50 and 60 hours a week.
1: Sure. So it started slow with the glass stuff. We did like $100 a day, then a few hundred dollars a day. And it started to scale up. But the thing with that business model is it wasn't a drop shipping approach. We were actually having to ship the items out ourselves. And that was super time consuming. So I remember at about the same time, I had a business partner who was helping me on the website. And through that, we got exposed to Shopify and the possibilities of selling products without the need for fulfillment. And I think that was the really important key that unlocked this entire world for me.
0: So selling without fulfillment, that's one of the main benefits of drop shipping. But I think for a lot of folks who have either followed you for a while or are maybe just joining us right now, it can be kind of a daunting phrase, drop shipping. My God, how do I do that? Wait. What do you mean I can sell products without having it all in my warehouse? I mean, how does that actually work? If someone wants to get into drop shipping but does, does not know where to start, how would you advise them to get going?
1: All right, so I have tutorials on my YouTube channel, obviously, that are like an hour and a half long. If you guys want click-by-click playbacks, but I think if you want to get your foot into drop shipping, the best way out there is taking some free courses on YouTube, learning what this business model is, But don't sit with that information. Make sure you take massive action after. Because I think where most people really screw up with dropshipping is that they're mostly focused on the theory of dropshipping rather than actually practicing it. I think there's a huge learning curve that happens when you go from watching content to actually using that content. So I would say just dip your feet into some videos and take this slow. Just put one foot in front of the other and just start this off. I would say that's the best idea if you want to get started.
0: If you want to get started, that's the best idea. And by the way, uh, Tan also has videos that are somewhat mirroring this on his own page. These are videos that are kind of like challenges you set you for yourself, controlled environment challenges where you're trying to make something happen with a limited amount of money. Why did you start doing those types of videos? And what sort of value do you think they add for someone who's looking to, for example, get into dropshipping?
1: A hundred percent. So I think there is this perspective of people watching these YouTube videos. And a lot of times it can feel really unattainable because people are shouting out all these numbers and you don't really know what's going on. So I wanted to peel back some layers and put myself in a beginner seat so people can see that it's doable and it's just about taking the right actions. And I think when people are able to see someone else do it, then they think it's possible too. It's kind of like that whole four minute mile concept. After the first person broke their first four minute mile, then the barrier's been broken. Other people can do it too. So I'm not some like unique unicorn who knows something that everyone else doesn't. I've just been consistent and followed some of these principles that have been shared around for years.
0: Tan's bringing up this idea of the four-minute mile, Tan. I don't think I've ever run more better than a seven-minute mile, so way to make me feel bad. Uh, but <laughs> let's get back to the interview here. This question and comment is from 2ViewYT, and uh, they're saying just paying for Shopify at this point, not really getting anything going. And The question is, in comments, really struggling with the first store and choosing the right product. Found one product with DSers, then somehow added 20 other products, feeling overwhelmed, never launched or opened a store. What is your best advice?
1: Absolutely. So I think a lot of people think that they need to find some sort of a unicorn product out there. And I do believe that's important. The product selection that you have can directly correlate to how many sales you can get out there. But I think the approach that you're using right now, trying to merchandise 20 products as a beginner can be pretty overwhelming. When I work with beginners, what I really try to get them proficient at is merchandising one product. So maybe try to simplify what you're doing right now. If you're trying to sell 20 products, how about you learn how to create a product with one A store with one product first that actually has all the components of a successful store because if you can learn that formula it's just about rinsing and repeating this i think if you take the quantity approach you're trying you're trying to do the best you can on 20 products obviously you're going to lose sight of focusing the attention On what really matters, which is your conversion rate, your copy, your product photos, and really spending ample time to differentiate your store from other brands out there. So I would just say to simplify it, start out a little bit slower, get good at selling one product, because the thing is any product out there can be sold and scaled. It's all about your marketing strategy, but there is ways that we can find products that are obviously more simple to sell products that are going to make money easier And one recommendation that I would say for that is for you guys to start scouting on some of these organic platforms like Instagram Reels and TikTok. They have so many different indicators of viral products and products that will sell right now that we can literally just go onto them, look up hashtags like TikTok made me buy it, Amazon finds, and we have catalogs of hundreds of products that have great potential. It's just about how you merchandise it.
0: Tam, we're going to get into marketing in the second part of this interview, but I want to circle back to product because this is a learning now that we've been hearing in a couple of these Learn with Shopify interviews, which is don't focus on so many products, rather focus on a couple or on one. But can you be a little more specific in your own experience? What are some products that when you keyed in on them, they were like, wow, these are actually working super well. What are some recommendations you might have about that?
1: Absolutely. So I would say products that give people value to their real life. So for example, posture correctors, that is something that people are struggling with. They have back pain and they understand that if that could be solved, then there's a price behind it. So if you sell the solution rather than the product, you're going to have a much better chance of being successful. So I think thinking in that vein of thought, like what products can I sell that can make this demographics life better? So if you're dealing with people with anxiety, what type of product will help their anxiety and make their life better? So I think it's more so uh, concept that you need to think about when you're selling these products, because you can see millions of products every day. But how to find that right product for you is to think about it in a little bit different manner. And I think this will help you guys on your product research journey. So you're not just looking at what other people are selling, but you can make accurate decisions that will actually help your store out.
0: I think it's a really good learning. I mean, I I found myself the other day just kind of looking through Instagram and there was this product that was for opening up your hips. And I'm like, yeah, I got tight hips. And it it totally brought me onto that journey of like, should I buy this? Should I not? It engaged me, right? Uh, So that's a really good learning there from from Tan, taking a product that is beneficial to someone's life. It's not just an item or something that you collect, but rather something that could improve your life. There's a comment here from Mo Video saying, what about something to fix a holiday or a seasonal problem? I don't know if there's anything that can fix those arguments at the dinner table for Thanksgiving, uh, (laughs) but that's actually an interesting question, right? I mean, are there specific things this holiday season or holidays in general, Black Friday, Cyber Monday is coming up. Are there things that you're looking at, Tan, um, or that you might recommend heading into this time of year?
1: A hundred percent. So This is obviously the best time of the year to sell products. We have so many different holidays coming up. We have Thanksgiving. We have Christmas. And then do not sleep on Valentine's Day. Because I can tell you personally that Valentine's Day is one of the most lucrative periods if you have the right product selection. So I'm letting you guys know this a few months earlier. So maybe you guys can plan what products you want to sell. There's different rose bears that have went viral rose balloons. And these are all products that are going to be trending every single year. So I'm telling you right now in a few months, you're going to start seeing these ads. And it's an opportunity for you to get on these trends right now, even concepts like love bracelets, personalization stuff that can mean something to another person. Those are really good gifts for this whole holiday season, especially the personalization stuff, because that can also work with um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the holiday seasons and everything. So giftable products are really good for this time. They're seasonal and they sell really well due to the time of year.
0: Benjamin Gottlieb here. I'm chatting with Tan Chowdhury. He's a successful entrepreneur, e-commerce expert. He's got a really great YouTube channel if you want to check it out. And right now we're talking specifically about products. Going to get to marketing in a little bit, but Tan, back to product really quickly. You mentioned a few things there, Valentine bears, Valentine's bears, right? And then also these personalized necklaces or bracelets. I'm seeing a little bit of a dichotomy there between high ticket and low ticket items. Any recommendations about which ones to key in on if you're just starting out in e-commerce?
1: For sure. So, I would say if you're a beginner, stick to cheaper products. And when I mean cheaper, just under a hundred US dollars. I think there is a huge learning curve trying to sell products over a hundred dollars, and your website needs to be better. Your branding needs to be better. Your marketing needs to be better. Your copy needs to be better. So, I would say if you're a beginner right now, stick under a hundred dollars. You're going to have a way better chance of getting sales because the thing is with a lot of these products and the lot of the products that I'm telling you to find on TikTok, these are all impulse buy products. So if the product is over a $100, you're gonna be losing a lot of the impulse shoppers, which are bread and butter for e-commerce stores.
0: Right, so uh, taking advantage of impulse, taking advantage of the moment that we're in, great learnings there from Tan. This is from Hadar who's asking and saying, I currently have an online business on WhatsApp, on Instagram, where I sell male and female fashion wares through drop shipping. How do I upgrade to sell on Shopify? I think the question is maybe how do I switch over to Shopify? How do I take advantage of Shopify? What sort of advice might you have, Tim?
1: For sure. So if you're already selling those products, you probably have some product photos. You're probably merchandising these products somewhat already. So the great part about Shopify is its platform is pretty much built for you to do this kind of stuff. So within maybe 45 minutes, you could get a web page up. And then once you have your shop, you just need to diversify your traffic. I don't know where you're getting customers right now, but once you have an acquisition vehicle like a web shop where people can go and you can funnel traffic to, your opportunity to scale is probably going to be so much higher rather than you dealing with messaging people on WhatsApp. So I would say those are some actionable steps you can definitely take.
0: Tan, I know we're here on the Learn With Shopify channel, but I think there are some intrinsic honestly, objective benefits of using Shopify. I mean, why did you select, or why do you think that Shopify as a platform is really best suited to help folks who are looking to start their own business and sell and succeed online?
1: Absolutely. So um, most people probably haven't heard of this platform, but I used to use a platform called WooCommerce when I first got into e-commerce. And If you guys don't know how some of these other platforms work, they're really clunky. They're really old. So when I found Shopify, it gave me all the access that I need. And I think for all the beginners out there too, it's just so simple to get a website off the ground and then having their app marketplace where you can literally connect any application that you need. It just makes life so much easier as an e-commerce business owner. And I truly think without Shopify, like I would not be here today. So uh, shout out to Shopify for creating such
0: a cool product. (laughs) We appreciate that, Tan. Tan Chowdhury is with me here. We're talking e-commerce. We're talking drop shipping. And Tan, we got to get to organic TikTok and organic social because this is something that I think a lot of people are looking to get the unlock for, right? I mean, it looks So daunting. There is so much stuff on social. It's hard to navigate, right? How do I do it? Um, Let's get a question here. This is from Jay Money. Great name. Jay Money is asking, what is your, Tan, what is Tan's TikTok paid ads marketing strategy? Do you have one?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. So usually what I'm doing with TikTok paid ads right now, it's in addition to my organic content strategy. So there's a lot of different ways that you can pump paid TikTok ads. But truly, I think it's important to create some sort of a TikTok presence before you start using ads. So getting that organic page out there and building up some followers through that, because there's so many things you can do once you have that real profile. You can run Spark ads. And Spark ads are basically a way to boost some of the posts that you already have on your page and you can put a call to action on them as well. So I think integrating paid ads, retargeting Spark ads, and also cold audience testing ads are definitely something good to do. But would I recommend them solely as a beginner? Probably not. I recommend you guys to focus on organic first, mostly because I know a lot of the people that I'm talking to do have a lower budget. And I think this is going to be the most probably cost effective way for you guys to get sales because paid ads, there's obviously risk to it. You can go out there. If you don't know what you're doing, you can lose hundreds, if not thousands of dollars opposed to this other approach where you can start gaining income, start gaining momentum, and then start funneling that capital into other ways to grow your business. I think this is a little bit of a smarter approach.
0: So let's walk through that approach then, right? The organic ads, the organic social that you just pushed right there. So Walk us through it. I I open up my smartphone. I create a TikTok account for the product I'm trying to sell. What do I do? What do I post?
1: Awesome. So it it definitely starts with the product that you are going to sell. So I actually just made a challenge video that's going to be posting in a few days where I sold a fire wallet. So basically this wallet can light on fire. If you have some type of product like this, that can go viral on social media, that can attract eyeballs, your opportunity of being able to sell that product is definitely going to be increased. Because when you're working on these organic platforms, basically what you're doing is you're just posting a video out into the void and seeing how it performs. So it's really important that we do have captivating products because with these platforms, our retention time is so important. So I would say just go find a really killer product that does something that will catch a ton of people's attention and then get a whiteboard, get a piece of paper, start thinking of all the ideas that you can showcase this product in a unique manner. So in the fire wallet that we sold, we would go to drive-throughs for this challenge. And basically the wallet would light on fire and we'd get the reaction. (laughs) So you need to think about things a little bit differently. If you want to go viral with social media, how can you get the most amount of eyeballs? And if you get those eyeballs to your product, then what you can do is you can funnel them to your website and this is where you can start making income. So I think this is the easiest approach and honestly, the easiest way to drop ship right now. There's no excuse not to do it because it costs no money to get started.
0: Costs no money to get started. Uh, let's look at a few other questions here. Uh, this one is from Danjify. Danjify is asking, should I sell products in the U.S. for higher sales or should I sell them local in my own city outside of the U.S.?
1: Absolutely. So. It can be worthwhile trying to attempt both of these. I think if you're going after the largest piece of the pie, obviously you would want to advertise in the U.S. There's more buyers who will purchase your product. But the cool thing about advertising in your own country or your local area is you're really going to know them best. So, for example, I've had students who took a product that was being sold in the U.S. They took their website, they translated it to German, for example, And they turn their copies with German writing as well, and they advertise that. And they're able to tap into a whole new market because obviously the people buying that product maybe don't speak English. So I think that's a good opportunity. It just depends on what your market size is. But I think it's great to get started selling products in the US as well, because that's where you're going to be able to track the most eyeballs.
0: So you're talking about localizing content for the country or the language that you're targeting there.
1: A hundred percent, which can be insanely successful because there's so many products that have went viral in the U S already. And most people don't realize this, but there's not too many e-commerce companies or especially drop shipping companies that are targeting some of these countries. So I think there's a lot of opportunity out there for
0: people who live in different areas. Yeah, perhaps that's the next frontier for folks looking to make a difference, looking to make an impact selling online, targeting other countries or the country that you live in right now. Uh, I'm talking with Tan Chowdhury, entrepreneur, YouTuber, e-commerce expert. We're answering your questions as well about how to succeed selling online. How do you get your schedule on track? Like, Do you have any scheduling tips for folks who are looking to start selling online, making sure you're on the right track, making sure things are moving efficiently, products are getting where they need to?
1: Awesome. Yeah. So I think it's really important to prioritize tasks that you're doing. I use this this little calendar that I actually made for some of my students that helps you determine where your priority is. I think one tip is just making sure that you're listing all the activities that you're trying to solve. And also another concept that I really love is learning to calculate your earnings per hour on certain tasks. And I think this concept here is going to change some people's lives. Cause I know it changed my life because when I got into e-commerce, I tried to do everything, legitimately everything. I was juggling 50 things at once, but one activity that I did, which helped me overcome this was I wrote down all the activities that I did. And I attributed a number to it, a dollar value that I get paid every time I do this task. And I want you guys to go out and do this as well, because what you're going to figure out is that a lot of the tasks that you're maybe doing for your e commerce business do not generate revenue or generate significantly less revenue than your highest ROI activities. And that's where you can switch your ideology up a little bit and you can start hiring people for these tasks that you realize are not going to be successful for you. Because you know you make $100 per hour doing marketing, but you make $5 per hour doing customer service. So why don't you hire someone for $7 an hour, plug that gap, double down your time on that $100 per hour task, and that's how you're gonna get more out of your schedule and actually be able to create a company.
0: Yeah, it comes down to understanding your worth, right? What is your hour of work worth? And that's something that can be very personal and it's important to determine, to come up with some sort of projection because then you can start to build and grow, build your team, build your business, build your wealth. There's a great question down here, Tan, from Carlos Jojo. And Carlos is asking, how do I solve the problem of shipping times and refunds? I'm imagining that this user or this dropshipper, this e-commerce entrepreneur is maybe have some trouble um, when trying to send things back when people return items.
1: A hundred percent. So shipping speed is probably the biggest Achilles heel to a lot of dropshippers out there. If you're doing fulfillment currently directly from AliExpress, chances are your delivery time could be about 20 days, which obviously isn't going to be something great for customers. So one thing that I say for beginners is to get started with AliExpress. Don't let it be something that stops you, but realize that as your business grows, there's ways that we can upgrade this fulfillment. So for example, once you start getting a significant amount of orders, you can work with someone called a private supplier. And usually these private suppliers, they'll warehouse your product for you and they'll ship the product out by themselves from China. And then the step after that, which I actually made a video going over the three levels of drop shipping, the third level, this is kind of the pinnacle of where you want to get to as an e-commerce brand, is bringing the fulfillment into something called a 3PL. Because a 3PL is going to be a fulfillment center that ships the products out for you but you're still able to maintain that drop shipping model. But here we're going to be able to achieve two day shipping. We're going to be able to manage returns a lot easier. But here's the thing if you're still sh- in that AliExpress drop shipping point and you're facing refunds and you're facing all these different objectives, then one thing that I would really double down on is customer service. I think that's something so important. Your customer service agent can add so much value to you. So just by creating the right templates to tell customers or letting them know when an item is not going to be delivered on time, these are little things that you can take that give customers better expectations. And I think when the customer has expectations, usually they won't be surprised and ask for a refund. So I would say those are some actionable tips you can take and some steps that you can look at big picture.
0: Some good learnings there from Tan, talking about how to make sure that your refunds and your shipping times are functioning a little bit better. Tan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you had a video recently about AliExpress and you're not super praiseworthy about the future of the platform. It's become a little bit difficult in your mind. Is that true? And if so, what are some alternatives?
1: It's just really the shipping time out there. And more so the video was to paint a picture that there's other opportunities out there.
0: So can you share some?
1: Absolutely. Like I mentioned, private agents are one way that you can go. And these private agents, they'll be in Facebook groups. You can find them in different discords. And there's other companies like CJ Dropshipping and stuff that offer different solutions for you to achieve faster shipping. So that's one option. And then like I mentioned, option number two, which is where you eventually want to get to is... 3PL, getting that two to three day shipping. And there's tons of companies out there where you can just literally Google 3PL, find them. The onboarding process is super easy. So those are two other alternatives. Or third alternative, what I did when I first got started, get the product shipped over to you, ship them out yourself. Even though it's not really drop shipping, it's still e-commerce and you can gain a lot of value from that also.
0: And this was with the glass business that you talked about when you first started.
1: Glass. And I also did it a little bit for a jewelry company as well. So I've, uh, I packaged my fair share of
0: products. (laughs) You put in the work, you put in your due. Great question here from Ahmed, who's asking, okay, he's on board with private supplier. You mentioned a few places to find them, Facebook, for example, or other groups. Uh, But Ahmed's asking, how can we find the right private supplier? So I guess in other words, Tan, how do you vet somebody? How do you how do you go through the process? You're like, yeah, this is not the right person or, oh yeah, I can do business with this supplier. One metric that I would say to look at with any
1: of these suppliers is to get past tracking codes from them. Because the thing is, a lot of people will tell you, oh, it's gonna get delivered in 10 days. It's gonna get delivered in 12 days. But you obviously want to see that and you want to see the shipping time for quite a different variety of regions. So what I usually recommend and what I do when I am working with an agent, I try to get past shipping codes from multiple locations so you can see real-time delivery in the U.S., how long that took, and some of these other countries that you're advertising to as well. So I think that's one great way.
0: Absolutely. This is actually a more specific question from Zakaria Barak, and they're asking and saying, I'm selling a facial LED therapy device, started promoting it on Reddit, and comments and chat. They've gotten two sales so far, but nothing is sustained. They launched some Reddit ads today, but what should they do next?
1: That's awesome. You got some sales. Getting sales is pretty difficult. So Um, congratulations, but what your step should be now is trying to build a brand presence. So I think you should go out there, create an Instagram page, create a TikTok page. And if you don't have the product in your hand yet, I would order it and start shooting content with this. Like I'm telling you guys, this organic landscape that we're in, where we can upload pieces of content, get millions of views, get visitors to our website. This is the most simple way in e commerce right now. And I think if you do have cool problem solving products like that LED face mask, then as long as you're displaying that content in a viral manner, then you're going to be able to attract a lot more eyeballs to your product than any of the other methods like using Reddit and stuff like that. So I would say that's a great organic way to get started that requires no upfront capital.
0: You're talking a lot today about how the landscape of dropshipping is, how you can be successful using organic ads or organic contents on social. Um, But you've also seen how this industry has shifted in the years that you've been working in it. I'm just curious, how would you say dropshipping has changed since you started? And what is the future of dropshipping in your mind?
1: So when I first got started into e-commerce, I would say it was pretty easy. There was very few websites out there. And if you paid an Instagram influencer to post a photo of your product, you would probably get sales. So that was what I would say one of the golden periods of e-commerce where it was really, really easy to attract customers. Now, after this, it moved on to a period where I believe was focused around Facebook advertisements. And in my opinion, this was a pretty difficult time to get started because you needed to learn how to successfully buy ads profitably in order to create a drop shipping store. Now, the greatest part about the period we're in right now is like I'm mentioning to you, it requires no money to get started. So I do believe we are in another one of those golden eras for e-commerce. And I believe for beginners, it's a really, really good time right now because The actions that you need to take to get started really are not that difficult. You need to design a Shopify store. You need to order the product and you need to shoot videos and post it on social media. It's four steps, guys. It can't really get more simple than that.
0: There you have it. Can't get more simple than that. Speaking of setting up your Shopify store, anything that you found that has worked better than other things, right? When setting up that store, I mean, what is it that's really in your experience Useful when setting up a store and and, and putting stuff on your website?
1: Sure. So it's definitely how you merchandise the products. And this is going to circle back into that concept that we mentioned before, where the gentleman asked about having 20 products versus that one product. Right. So this is where I would say to position your product as the originator of that brand. So, for example, a knockoff product is never that cool. You can have the flame wallet or whatever, but if I was selling that from a website like Amazon, if it was a general store where I sell any products, that product really wouldn't look that special, right? So what I like to do with my websites that are focused around one product is we try to position ourselves as the originators of the brand. So I try to have the brand name relate to the product. So for example, if you're selling that wallet, that light's on fire, you could name it, you know, burning wallet, flame wallet, right? I got you. Exactly. Something under that uh, vein of thought where you can focus your branding around that. So I would say being congruent with what you're doing. Make sure that you have a color scheme that's not all over the place. Choosing simple colors, making sure that you're putting a lot of emphasis on your copy, and then I would definitely say product photos are a very important part, as long um, as well as copy and other aspects like that. So there's so many different things that go into building a good Shopify store, but I do think simplicity is key.
0: And by the way, if you don't have your store or you're looking to start a store on Shopify, head to shopify.com and you can start your own 14 day trial there. Uh, Tam, this has been such a great interview. It's been so fantastic meeting you. Just one more question. I would imagine in your career, you've had successes, clearly, and also failures, right? You've run into problems. Were there any times where you were like, yeah, I'm done. I can't, this product's not working for me. I got to put it aside. And where do you draw the line? How do I know when it's time to move on from one product and start trying to sell another one?
1: It obviously depends on what actions you have already taken. But if you're running paid ads and you're not profitable for a few days, that's obviously a period to move on. But let's Think about this in terms of the organic content approach that I told you guys. Let's say you order this product tomorrow, you start shooting content for two weeks and you're not seeing results. Um, So I think what you should do there is you should really ask yourself, number one, are you putting your best foot forward with the product that you have and the videos? And you should also compartmentalize what's happening within your business. So let's say, for example, you're getting a lot of website visitors but you're not getting many sales, then that would be a conversion problem. But let's say you're just not getting those website visitors. That would be obviously a traffic problem. So I think you need to solve what problem you have and try to take the actions that solve that. Because at the end of the day, this is pretty simple. It's traffic conversions.
0: You make it sound so simple, traffic and conversions, but also being honest with yourself, making sure you're selling the right products or putting your best foot forward. Tan, really insightful stuff. Thank you so much for doing this with us.
1: A hundred percent. I'm super glad I got to get on here and share value
0: with all you guys. I really hope you guys did enjoy. Again, my name is Benjamin Gottlieb on Twitter at Benjamin underscore max, and I'll catch you in the next one.